at age 22, um, I just graduated college. Mm -hmm. I had my bachelor's degree mm -hmm. um, from Stony Brook. Um, basically, like your podcast, I had no clue what the hell was going on. I right. had no job lined up. I didn't have no gigs lined up. So I pretty much was like in the exact same place I was prior to starting college. So <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty... Uh, I wouldn't say depressing, but on paper, yeah, it wasn't a good look, personally. Okay, okay. Can you speak towards uh, post-graduation to your first gig to the the beginning of Turnkey? Like, can you give me that story? But when I graduated Stony Brook, I was still I was still working at IKEA. Okay. Um, for let's say almost about a year, just okay. about a year. Um, but um. I founded Turnkey um, May November of 2013, and I graduated Stony Brook May of 2013. Okay. So basically, I was still at IKEA. Um, with the amount of money I was making, I figured if I start my own company, I was making like eighteen dollars an hour or something like at right. the time. It was decent at that age. Yeah, I mean, but I was making that same eighteen from the last four or five right. years. Right. So <laughs> it was expired. Yeah, expired. exactly. Like, at like 19, my shit lit. Like right. I was hyped. Like y'all make 18. Right, right. But then you know your friends do a corporate JP Morgan salary 55k off top. You like right. <laughs> it's right. tough. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. And you so oh, I'm like the amount you know I can do if I do like two construction projects, it equate to the same thing. You know right. what I mean? But less time. You know, 40 right. hours a week times four weeks is 160 hours. Right. Me, I'm like I just manage a couple of guys for these two projects makes the same thing. So um, I had founded the company, but you know, I was naive, nothing really started. And then um, shortly after that, I had like put it on hold and got into real estate. So that was would be my first official gig right. post um, graduation. Um, I became a real estate agent and I was like learning under like one of the top sales brokers in Brooklyn. Like, right. How did you become a real estate agent? What was the track for that? Um, Faith, I would say, honestly. Um, I went to like um, a poetry event for one of my boys in like the neighborhood of Best Star. Um, he knew I was interested in, in real estate as well. So uh, long story short, like there was a guy whose office was like next door to where this event was. And he was just like, yo, I just met some random real estate dude, we should go talk to him. So right. I spoke to him, yeah. went to spoke, speak to him. Um, so I met him in, in like November of when I just founded the company, actually. Crazy how that worked out. Crazy how that worked out. Um, but then, um, basically, he referred me to, like, a, a real estate school to go to in, like, in like Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. And next thing I know, like I said, I just called up to school, signed up for, like, the next class. Like, the next class was, like, January 6th. Right. So, by, like, I took a two-week crash course because it's, like, a 75-hour course, Monday mm -hmm. through Friday, Monday through Thursday. I was like... I gotta get the fuck out of that. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get out of that kid. You know what I mean? Exactly. Then you said you landed a job with one of the top real estate brokers in the area. How did you become employed with that person opposed to anyone else out there working? Is that faith as well? Or? Yeah, so the guy who referred me to the school that I went to, when I when I finished the real estate school, I went back to look for him. Oh, right. And he wasn't there. I'm like, yo, where the Where you at? Yo, where you at? But I, st I didn't even know he was lit, though. I really had no idea. Right. And I should have, like, 22 no clue you know he was just he was just telling me oh I just did an interview for NPR he was just in like the New York Times wow. like 
that the article just came out, like he was just, but I still didn't puke game. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, alright, cool. Right. What's up? <laughs> Good job, man. Congrats. Yeah. Right. So finally got in touch with this dude. You know, my man's reached out to him, and that's how he got back in plug. And he basically just gave me like the the fucking green light to to be with Halstead, which was the company I was working with. I finally, like two three weeks after, I ran into my boy. My boy contacted him. And then when my boy contacted him, I just met him for like dinner in the neighborhood. So um, when 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 we um met up for dinner, um, he like you know showed me blah blah explaining stuff to me. I told him he showed me like a seventy thousand dollar check and was like, yo, like I want to show you this because not to boast or brag, but just to show you like this is out here. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm like, I ain't never see seventy G's <laughs> in an account ever. I'm like, damn. <laughs> still, I ain't know he was still with the plug like that. Right. But I'm still like, right, cool, like that shit popping. But I didn't know he was still. Right. So then, you know, he went through some stuff with me. Started, and I'm still at IKEA at the time. Um, cause you know, you still don't know. I don't know this man from a hole in the wall. So right. Technically, you know what I mean. So I'm blindly gonna go off your word and. Just go under your wing. Right, right. Um, but um, long story short, I, I started to go to like see him a, a little bit, like one or two days out the week when I wasn't working at IKEA. Right. He randomly called me up one day because they were opening up a new office in Bed-Stuy for him because he's like the god body of the neighborhood. Right. And um, he randomly called me. Um, I was coming from like lunch or something. And then like I ran home doing my most mature outfit ever. And, like a... <laughs> I had, I had what some, was the fit? Yeah, I had, I had a burgundy <laughs> banana republic crew neck sweater. Right. Some like some nudie jeans because you gotta be mature with you your jeans. Yeah, you know. yeah. You gotta even out. <laughs> so and then I had like some Mr. B Chelsea looking type boots and that was my fit. Like that was the go to. Yeah, I was like, I went to the crib, do the shit all. Really. <laughs> He's like, yo, come right down. So I can't close because I was in sweats. I was looking crazy. So. Right. He's like, yeah, the director of sales is here. So I was like, all right, cool. Right, right. So long story short, after we like got out of the bar, she was going back to like one of the Park Slope offices or something. And he was like, oh, let's give you a ride. So I was like, okay. I guess I'm giving you a ride. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> so um, so surely, I'm just, now I just met this lady. I don't know if we're holding a wall either. Right. Cool, we dropped to the Park Slope office. So she, I come into the office. And then they start pulling out paperwork to like, oh yeah, just put your debit card information. I'm like, debit card information? For what? Right. Well, I didn't say for what, but I'm thinking for what? Sign me on. Like, I ain't go through no interview. It was just off his word. Wow. He plugged me in. He was that dude. And I was, that was also, that's how I got into real estate. Right. You know I mean? So yeah. so from that point of view, being underneath his wing and you just got signed to work with them and all they got established, uh, what is the segue to you going into turnkey. So I, mean, I think okay. I mentioned, I think you mentioned um, you were with them and then at a certain point in time you realized, all right, I reached my peak, it's time for the next level. So speak, uh, maybe speak to us the next level and how the inception of turnkey. Got it. So, all right, so basically, had I not done real estate, there's no way in hell I would be able to do turnkey now. Right. No way in hell. Mm-hmm. Um, to be completely honest, I mean, I came from a black neighborhood, black community. I mean, we went to like a diverse college, quote unquote, but I still wasn't even 100% comfortable around white people. Right. We really want to be real. Right. So like- So it was, it was an experience, it was a learning experience. Yeah, it was crazy learning experience. I worked seven days a week. 
um, for like a year and a half, just right. like five, because it wasn't like nine to five. Like he also entertained, so it's like from being in the office all day to meeting clients, networking events. Like I'm just just sitting there, right? Okay, but taking it all in, but it's just it was rapid. So I'm just. Mm-hmm. 1.7, 2 million, 3 million. You know, first summer we sold $3.5 million house. You know what right. I mean? So, what was the turning point for you from being underneath his wing to turnkey? What did it start? What was the starting point? Um, well, so I had been trying to get this contract um, with IKEA for like three years. Okay. Um, and speak towards this contract and what's that consist of? Um, so, basically, my company, Turnkey, is like one of three companies in the New York area that. Um, does um, kitchen design and installation services for um, both New Jersey stores, um, Paramus and Elizabeth, Hicksville, which is in Long Island and Brooklyn. Basically all of those leads from those clients, my company is one of three companies that gets to solicit the services to do the measure, do the design. Like it's super- It's it's, paramount. Yeah, it is, it is. Cause you, you, it's, it's, it's about knowing the right person. Like, right. had I not known the one exact dude to put me on, and had you not handled that relationship correctly, who knows where you would have been? That's you know? another thing. Right. So it took me like, I got emails from like 2013, 2014 when I was leaving IKEA with me, and I'm like, yo, it's that persistence. Yo, what's up? Like, I already know this stuff. You, you bringing somebody else doing? They ain't gonna know. I already know this shit. Right. You feel me? Like, um, but he was just curving me. Curving, just curving. And for how long? Two, three years. Two, three years. I think that's important that you said that because some people don't want to hear that, that you have to consistently keep trying. I think some people think that when you when you have an idea or you're doing something, it's, it's an instant turnaround versus like there's always a struggle with stuff. You gotta be persistent and continue to grow. So, yeah. That's cool. You said you're one of three. Mm-hmm. Companies that can that has a relationship with IKEA with these stores. Mm-hmm. So um, super hush hush. The other two companies are babies from like they've been in the game. So like I'm only I'm the only outsider technically even in this shit. Right. So after so you landed. So once you did land the contract with IKEA, um, what was the next step for you from landing the contract to business and clientele and growing and that plight? Well, I mean, I signed the contract and then I had like my first appointment the next the next day. <laughs> funny funny thing is, I had only done one project in the three year time span that I had the company prior to that. Right. Two, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Right. I didn't like I knew the IKEA cabinetry design, <laughs> but I didn't know shit about construction. Absolutely nothing. Like my first measure appointment, the first appointment I had was like a measure and a client went back to the people like, yo, these people are horrible. Right. They don't know what the fuck they doing. Right. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was doing. I was in there like. Right, trying to figure it out. Yeah, it was mad curves and this shit. I was like, yo, right. I was, it was crazy. But um, but um, it was, so basically it's it's been a lead generation platform for me. You know right. what I mean? So like we had over 250 clients our first year in business, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So currently, what what is the, how, how large is the turnkey team and how did you get those players to join you? So Got it, interesting, interesting, all right, cool. I have five or six employees. Yeah, so I have like six employees. Roughly six? Yeah, six. I have one admin who's my sister. Okay. Um, I have two crews, two crews of two. Okay. Um, and then I have one designer. Okay. Designer. Okay. And how did you go about building that team? 
Oh my goodness. Well, last year I kept losing installers like my crew. I was losing a guy every 90 days. Right. Because I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. Right. Two, these dudes think that it was a like God's gift to fucking construction. Mm -hmm. So, like, I kept losing a lot of people. So, so my sister's my admin. Um, I have two guys. I have one guy who's been with me from day one. I ain't gonna mm -hmm. lie. Like, yo, I, w I used to work with him when I worked at KFC when I was 17. Right. And I called them up, like, a couple years. Like, yo, you was I a good... I made one of the KFC. I made one No, he wasn't in KFC, no, oh, boy. But he was a good dude. I know him from back then. I was like now 23 or some shit. But I just knew he was a good dude and I had to have people I trusted. Never burn bridges, man. Yeah. Definitely. So he came through, honestly, in which he's been with me through all the fuck up installers. Like, that man show up to work every day. He's like a rock. I, I really owe a lot to that dude for right. just showing up to work every day. Right. Him, my, my head foreman, He's some dude that, like, I had him at the beginning helping me out on projects. He didn't technically work for me. Right. Um, but he's super skilled, super duper skilled. Like, my boy's a beast. Like, right. Like, beast. Like, what, yo, whatever, yo, what my boy said we could do, we could do. Right. Um, but he didn't trust me, you know, initially. I was paying him, of course, but it takes a while to build rapport, to build trust. So, it took a year for him to even just have trust in me, like, oh, I... Mm -hmm. This dude, maybe I could fuck with this dude. So like, he was a key acquisition because now he was training up my day ones who had no construction experience. Uh -huh. So we we literally taking people with no experience at all, and my boy could train them up however we need to. I'm training the designers, and we really just bringing people from the bottom. You know what I mean? Right. That's cool, man. What were some of the trials and tribulations if you trying to build that team and those installers who weren't doing the jobs correctly and dealing with the clients who weren't happy and all that had you. Um, I mean, also, well, I believe in camaraderie mm -hmm. and synergy. So, like, at least, like, with me, like, with the team, one, I'm not too big-headed to do anything on the team. So, I, as, as a leadership, whatever, down, if I'm not too bougie to get dirty, down and dirty, everybody else should. You know what right. I mean? Because it's also back to the culture, really. Mm -hmm. That's really what it's all about. You know, the culture, they say you're supposed to have people who, like, believe what you believe and think how you think. That's technically how you get that real synergy and camaraderie. Right. Um, what I, I mean, I just kept honestly trial and error. I had like formal interview experience. I, I've never done these things. Really started from the bottom. Yeah, I don't like. I've never in like. I never conducted an interview. I never managed anybody. Right. I never put a cabinet up myself. Right. Still haven't. <laughs> technically. Right. You know what I mean. Um, but. Um, yeah, it's just, I guess, try, like me, I'm just looking for good people and the skills, you know, you could, you could teach skill, you know okay. what I mean? I understand but that. the character of a person matters more to me, so that's really what uh, I look for when I'm trying to find people. Obviously, maybe if you're in more complex industries, but I'm looking for the character as a person, and I could, I could give you the skill. Yeah, that's wisdom. I understand that. So, and you've, how long have you been in business today? Um... I've been doing it full time for a year and a half. A year and a half. Going on two years. Okay. Just and, under two years. Okay. So, I think you mentioned something about how much you grossed over the last year. What did you say? You mentioned something like that. So year one, we grossed over two hundred k. Um, and like I said, didn't know what the fuck we were doing. It's a blessing. Right? Yes, yeah, truly, super blessed, super mm -hmm. duper blessed. Right. Um, I mean, now this year we're looking to double that. Right. For sure. I do. Yeah. I don't think, I have no doubts that we will. That would work. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's good energy, man. For people who are doing contracting work, what advice do you have for them to go and begin their own business or their own turnkey? You know, any advice you have for them? 
Any advice? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, hmm. It's a really good question. Can give me a second to pound on that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like, uh, like even my stepdad, he did contracting work for a while. And as a kid, I didn't understand it. Like you said, you was 22, you understand. When I was a kid, he was doing it. And I couldn't really comprehend. Well, I didn't understand what work meant anyway. But as I got older, I realized that he struggled with con- keeping business consistently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is, is a guy with saying people who are struggling to keep business or who are struggling to even get employed, it, it can help them. I you know? mean, I would say the advice I have, which probably might not be as traditional as conventional. I mean, it's we live in a marketing digital era. Personally, I feel like a lot of contractors, like you said, they don't have the business coming in because I feel like it's a an old school industry that's like uh, lacking new age thinking, new age. Like I'm sure they're the fancy construction companies, but I feel like as a whole, it's an old school industry with like, you know, the new age technology and marketing, Google, you know, right. those types of things to, to put in here will, will make you like a fucking millionaire easily. Right. I, I genuinely feel that way. Okay. I think that another thing that's important to speak on is like security, job security and uh, consistency. So with you beginning turnkey, you are risking that two week paycheck. You are risking a guaranteed paycheck every two weeks. What do you think in you allow for you to accept that risk and just go forward and still push? Um, well, for me, um, I be like I follow like well, I used to follow like Simon Sinek like really much. So he believes in that whole like leaders eat last. So me, I'm not in it for the short term benefit. I'm always thinking long term. You know what I mean? Right. So for me, honestly. I can forego whatever material things now, a little bit of fun now, if I'm going to gain next year or two years down the line. So for me, my the way my setup is, I'm just, I'm, I'm paying everybody. Like whatever I think is a comfortable salary, whatever I think is, like I'm going to pay you first and then I'm going to take mine after. Right. That's my philosophy on this whole entire thing. Be this Eli's. Yeah. So I'm going I'm to make sure y'all good. Well, make sure y'all good because once y'all good, we all good. We all good because I'm gonna be good and I'm after time, not money. You know what I mean? Right. So if I don't make two million dollars or whatever amount of money, but I have more of time, I have quality of life because I got a steady team and they're good and they can manage what they gotta manage. I'm fine with that. And how did you begin thinking like that? You said. Um, That's not like the normal mindset you adopt when you wake up. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna eat last today. <laughs> so how did you? <laughs> so how did you begin accepting the fact that you will eat last? Um, I mean, I always looked at myself as a leader. So um, yeah, I've always just naturally, and I try to pride myself on being a leader. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe I don't know. I've always. I don't know, maybe I kind of have been, had that mentality. You just didn't know it came out. Yeah, exactly. It's probably developed over time and I probably didn't have the exact words for it until Simon said it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it came from that, a little bit of experience. Like I said, you gotta get people show up to work every day to, to build something that's in my head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a blessing. Like you show up because of what I got in this head that you don't right. even know. It's a lot. You know what I mean? So I should be even grateful for that regard. So I'm gonna make sure you're good. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, I know in the you end. You came today, you showed up. I know in the end, I'm gonna I'm be good. I'm gonna be straight. Yeah, I'm gonna be straight. Once y'all good, I'm gonna be good. Right. Cause 
making money back to the dude I learned real estate is like I know how to make money. He's taught me how to make money. My, right. like I know how to know how to keep my clients happy now. I know the communication. Like we got reviews just building up like a motherfucker right now. Right, right. now we're like in stride, crazy right now. It's about being consistent, of course. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I just I think it's just naturally me. I mean, I've always been a long term goal type of guy. Just always. Um, like I said, I didn't have a definite word for it. But um, I guess like watching more of the Simon stuff and be a, what his thought process on leaders, that's where I kind of like fully adopted it from. Wow. But um, but he says even Simon says people like or gravitate towards things that they naturally believe in. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I like Simon because he believes what I believe. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If he was talking some other shit, I wouldn't feel strongly about his beliefs because I don't agree with it. You right. know what I mean? So it's technically something that's already been inside of me. Per se, he just said, and I'm like, he's right. Leaders should eat last. You're right. You know what I mean? Okay. So do you feel like do you have any regrets along this way? Anything you wish you would have known at a time that would have saved you a couple weeks, couple months, couple um, of dollars? I mean, I could have saved a couple of dollars multiple times over yeah. just lack of experience. I'll be honest. Um, just crazy shit. Like, uh, I'm, I just got a letter like being sued over some dumb shit. Like, you feel me? Like. But you take you gotta roll with the punches, like right. you know what I mean. Like I didn't know, so now I'm being sued. I got that. But I just see that oh, gotta pay fine. And, but there's no regrets. Honestly, every situation you, I'm an optimist. So every situation, I even tell my team because, like I said, my energy is contagious to them. Right. What I project to them is what they're gonna project to my clients. Right. You know what I mean? So if you know, so every opportunity is a learning experience. That's right. really. Really, how I try to treat it like every opportunity. If I if I take an L on it, learn from it. We look at all the good reviews, but let's look at that bad review. It's good to look at the good reviews, but look, let's look at that bad review. Right. How do we not have that happen again? How do we give you that consistent, consistent service that with that turnkey service that I'm trying to deliver? Right. And how do you keep that optimism within a team? Though I feel like that's another obstacle is making sure your team is optimistic. You know? Yeah, I mean, I just drill it in them because mm-hmm. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So anytime I'm around them. It's just non-stop drilling, non-stop drilling. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta let them know. Like when the clients go crazy, it's not because they're crazy. It's because we didn't do something that made them go crazy. Right. Before we, oh, the client, no, no, no. Never blame the customer. I mean, we ain't gonna say all that. Some of these is crazy. I ain't gonna go into detail with that. Right, right, right. I don't, I don't agree with that. That whole customer's always right. Nah. Sure. But it's the people game. I know I gotta play people game. Right. So. At the end of the day, what am I gonna do? Yo, you're wrong now? Every time they're wrong, I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry we didn't communicate that, even though I know I said it blatantly in an email. Right. Sorry you felt that way. Maybe I didn't properly communicate to you. Well, this is how it goes. So I just, like I said, my energy is contagious to feed to them, and hopefully over time, as they get more and more, it'll 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 build. You know what I mean? Moving forward, what do you have in terms? Uh, what do you have in store for the future? What is, what is your ideal future for Turnkey? Um. Well, we will be just looking to do like bigger and bigger projects. You know, mm-hmm. more so probably on maybe even the development side, real estate development side of, mm-hmm. of things. Especially given my real estate background, I have a lot of good real estate ties. Right. Um. Right now, you know, we do like small apartment, single family homes. But um, the goal is to just be doing full townhouse renovations, full residential fucking towers, 10, 100 units right. at a time. You know, we are 
working on getting our minority business certification so we could also put bids bids on like city contracts yeah like million dollar contracts so right now that's where we're heading i mean they say they want to just see like cash flow blah blah blah. we have the cash flow we have the projects to show you know we've done fairly decent sized projects and you know that's pretty much the goal we put bids in on a couple like hundred thousand dollar projects and things of that nature so Mm. i mean we're just steady going ahead you know we went from doing two thousand dollar kitchen cabinet installs to doing like kitchen remodels for a whole thing 40 40 thousand you know what right, I mean? right. for a fucking townhouse in, in, in harlem you know what i mean right. so okay. we've progressively just only gone up okay and what any last minute tidbits i feel like leaders eat last is like the crux of this interview okay but um any other last tidbits of advice that you feel really drive you as an entrepreneur and can help inspire other people to follow suit um I would say hmm. faith, honestly. Yeah, faith. Personally, me, faith. Mm-hmm. If you believe, like genuine believe, like if it's destined for you, it has to happen for you. Right. It has to. Like not maybe, not if. If you genuinely believe through all of the hurdles, you gotta be willing to like look over that cliff or jump off that cliff every time. Because every time I've jumped off that cliff or got over. Whatever I needed is coming. Every time. Every time. So my I guess that would be my word of advice. Be willing to jump off the cliff. Jump off the cliff. Because some the the the, the, the fucking what is it called? Parachute. Parachute always opens. Always, always, always opens. Mm-hmm. Always. Okay. Whatever it is. It might be something to get you on just another week, another day. But it's whatever you need has I mean, for me personally, it's always, and that's just because I feel like my faith is so strong. Right. That's deep, bro. Yeah. That's deep. Okay. So, for people who want to follow you, how, how can they uh, read up on Turnkey or stay in tune with your journey? Do you have like social media accounts, website, all that stuff? Um, I'm on Facebook, you know, my first and last, last name, Lance Bertrand. Okay. I'm also on Instagram, Lance Bertrand. Twitter, I don't use as much. I'm also on LinkedIn, Lance Bertrand. Okay. But I also have company pages for all of our stuff. So, what other company pages? Um, on Facebook, we're Turnkey DC. So you could you could even Google Turnkey Design and Construction Facebook, and it'll, it should come up. Okay. Um, we have a Turnkey Instagram page that shows our projects. We're Turnkey underscore DC. Okay. And then we also are we have a LinkedIn page and like Angie's list as well. Cool. All right. So you can see all of our reviews, pictures of our projects, um, things that we got in store. But we got a lot of things brewing. I promise, promise. This is we just touching the surface. We not yeah. We like just started. Like, right. Just started. Like, valid, this man. is baby right now. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> all right, bro. That is all that I have today. Um, I just have a better clothes. But I don't have a better clothes. That's good. Oh. <laughs> all right, boy, Take it to those two. Holla.